It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. What's holding you back from doing the same? Because, and this is interesting. I love this. I feel like this is a motivational We're not going to get the giant debate on this right now. But because you're like back to that point we're making before your content has always been more like general consumption like general entertainment so for you someone could watch one of your gta videos and they would probably also enjoy consuming say a roblox video you're not answering my question why are you not doing it that is not true for a Fortnite viewer. So for no, me, no. But why I... are you not doing what I'm doing if it's, Get if on it's my allegedly back, better? You're the guest on this fucking podcast. I'll kick you off. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Watch Time, your weekly download on everything YouTube, social media, gaming. Today, I'm very, very happy to say we are joined by a good friend of ours, Quebelcop or Jordy. Hello. Jordy is a huge OG YouTuber. He has 12.5 million subscribers right now. He's still absolutely killing the game and reinventing the wheel as we speak. So we're going to get into all the details of how he got to where he is now, the stories that he's formed along the way. And yeah, so welcome, Jordy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So jumping right into it, I think the first question that we like to ask all of our um, origin story guests is, what were you like as a child? Oh, as a child, I was very uh, talkative. That's why I got the nickname Quibble Cup, which means chatterbox in Dutch. And uh, Oh, damn, I actually didn't know that. That's so good. Fun fact, fun fact. And uh, I was always, like, goofy and entertainer. I was, like, the joker. You know, I was always the funny guy or trying to be the funny guy. And, um, I've like, since a kid, I've been just entertaining people. And that can be uh, with silly acting gigs or just hosting people in general um, and just doing fun stuff. So nothing's changed? Nope. I'm low-key kind of jealous that your name has an actual origin story because mine's just like, I, I threw some syllables together. Yours is like, it has a meaning. Do you want to know the real origin story? Because it goes oh God, much yes. deeper. All right. So I was about six years old and I crafted this little doll and I had to give this doll a nickname. And I grabbed a few words and I said, okay, you know what? Chatterbox, which is quibble cup. But I was six years old. I completely butchered the, like the spelling, and it was completely like messed up. And then ten, I think, no, nah, maybe less. Like, well, I'm maybe six years later. I uh, I had to come up with nicknames for whatever I was playing online at the time. Um, and uh, my sister was like, "Oh, why don't you name it after one of your dolls?" And then I named it after Quibble Cup, but I fixed. Uh, the writing, because all of a sudden I knew how to write it. And uh, I kind of became Quibble Cup, and they became my online username, my gamer tag. Everyone called me Quibble Cup. It was like my nickname online. And then it became my YouTube channel. 
and I accidentally became known as Quibble Cup. And that's Damn, the I hate story. The- I, I hate I hate that you have a name that has a good story. <laughs> that makes me jealous. I feel like pretty much every YouTuber I know, though, I don't think there's a single YouTuber I know who was like, oh, I picked this name because I knew I was going to be a YouTuber yeah. and it was like a really good commercial decision. Most people are like, oh, bro, I was like playing COD when I was like nine years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's same same for me. Same for me. Yeah. So were you always into games growing up? Like when you look now at the fact that you're a YouTuber, do you feel like you're a YouTuber because you were a gamer or do you feel like you're a YouTuber because you always wanted to entertain and you loved that side of things? Yeah, so I um, I was always playing video games. I loved playing video games. I still do. And I think I started when I was like four or five years old, uh, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. And I played Super Smash, I played Mario 64, um, and a bunch of other games. And um, I, I I, really loved it so much that I said, well, I, I would love to do this full-time, play video games. So I thought, well, how can I become a full-time video gamer? I could become a professional video gamer, but I'm not that good. Uh, I could become that good, though. Uh, but then... At one point, I was doing my, my newspaper round, and I said to myself, well, what it, what's a talent? What's one of my talents? Um, am I good at acting? Nah, not really. Can I sing? Nope. Am I a- athletic enough to become a, a professional soccer player? No way. But I am pretty entertaining, right? Um, and then I said... Well, I was watching all these YouTubers. I thought, well, I could do this too. I can go and record my Call of Duty gameplay and uh, turn that into a video, share it with the world, make it something funny. And uh, before I knew it, I was a YouTuber. How old were you when you were when you started? So I started started when it was like 14, 15. Oh my god! And it was like a video every month. And I'm like, I have these squeaky videos. I'm like, hey, guys, it's Quibble Cup here, you know, with my butchered, like, English accent. No, no way. No way. Oh, come okay, on. They might be. They might actually be. And it's like I'm playing Call of Duty, and it's like the nastiest gameplay you've ever seen. And it's like being commentated by me with my prebubescent, like, voice, like, squeaky voice. Um, and that's like the the origin because I, I was watching Call of Duty videos at the time, and I thought, well, I could do this too. I'm pretty good at Call of Duty. That's sick. That's crazy. So was it the same channel like 10 years ago? Yeah, same. Nothing That's changed. nuts. Yeah. So you were doing it all through high school, and then when you finished high school, where was mm-hmm. your mind at? Were you like, okay, I've got to go yeah. get a real job now? Or you, because back in the day, yeah. that it wasn't like you were probably making a money from YouTube at that stage, right? Mm-hmm. So, so here's some fun, some fun things. So when I was 14 to 16, I was just goofing around. I was just doing a video every now and then. But then when I was, well, when I, when I was about 17, uh, 27th of August, 2012, I said to myself, I'm going to, become a youtuber i'm gonna set my mind to it and i'm gonna do it every day i'm gonna work on my youtube channel i'm never gonna miss a day of uploading no matter what no matter what happens and every day i'm gonna make a video that's better 
than the one before. So I'm going to learn something and then improve and improve and improve and improve. What happened and, on that date? Oh, it was this, I had this, I was sitting on the couch and I was watching this YouTuber, Frankie on PC in 1080p. And oh, Frankie. Good old oh. Frankie. And I was sitting there and I just had this motivational feeling going through my body. And I said, I'm going to do it. I'm, and I just convinced myself on the spot, like, I'm going to become a YouTuber. I'm going to know. I don't care about whatever is going to happen. I'm going to do it. And I said, well, there's no better way to to do it than to work on it every day, to improve every day, to learn every day. And then the chance of failure, I don't know. I didn't really care. I just said, hey, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to go for it. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I love that. Were you always Thank a really you. motivated person? Like when you were in school, mm -hmm. when you were younger, were you like, I need to be the best at things? Because I feel like yeah. for me, knowing you Not as a all. friend, that's like <laughs> one of the cornerstones of your personality to me is that yeah. you're extremely driven. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, really? <laughs> I was more of the, I don't study for any tests. I'll just go with whatever I can like. I'll get a C and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I, I passed. That's fine. And I was just playing video games all day. So I, I, but then what happened was that I found something I was passionate about, something that was interesting, not something that I was forced to do. Um, and it's like, I hate reading books unless I want to read the book. Then I'll read the book in two days. Right. Um, yeah. So, so it's like, once you find something you're really passionate about, things just changed, like rules changed. Like it, it, it was great. And I, I took that um, when I was 17, I finished high school, I passed everything, um, which is also another fun story. But, um, and then I had, I, I wanted to take this gap year. I said to my mom, hey, I want to take this gap year. My mom's like, no way, <laughs> no way you're taking a gap year, year Jordy. You're gonna go to university I don't care whatever you do, you, just, you need to apply. So I was like, okay, well, I applied for the movie academy. I wanted to become a doctor initially, but then I realized I had to go to school for like six more years and that, that was like no go <laughs> for me. <laughs> Wait, and, I have to study to do brain surgery? This is simple. What, right? So- <laughs> Just gonna chop some heads over. <laughs> so instead I said to my mom, okay, I applied for the movie, film academy my application got rejected. Oh no, oh no, no. I didn't really send the best things anyways. And then my mom said, okay, you can have a gap year, but you have about six months until you need, or six to nine months until you need to apply for a, a university. Um, you can do this YouTube thing you wanna do as long as you make minimum wage, right? By that time, you need to have made minimum wage. And uh, about, three months later i was i was doing great so i woke That's up crazy. to my mom she's chilling on the balcony and um i go mom i need to tell you something and my mom jumps out of her chair she looks at me and she goes you're gay and i'm like no no no, mom, no, no. <laughs> i'm like mom i'm making this much money a month right now um and she's like, you know what, Jordy? I'm gonna help you out. We're gonna get you an accountant 
uh, you're going to have to pay taxes now. And I'm like, what are taxes? <laughs> and she's like, yes, you're, you, you, we're going to do it. I was like 18. And um, it, it, it wasn't easy to get to that point at all. It was every day. Every day I worked on it. Every day I studied it. I watched tutorials. I read articles. I spoke to people. I practiced. And every day I made new videos. And new. And every day I was grinding mm. to get to that point of minimum wage. So And prayed a little bit to the algorithm. But what happened? Yeah. Yes. Like, what happened? The, wait, just real quick, though. What, one thing I think is really, really interesting that, like, is definitely consistent... I think across every YouTuber I know is that same thing about school where ultimately like to be a really big YouTuber, mm -hmm. like you have to be like really, really driven and really, really hard work. But yeah, to be a YouTuber, you have to be really driven and really kind of, you know, like know what you want and work hard for it. But I think the consistent thing across you, I think me to a point up to like year 10, Lannan, Fresh, every single person we've talked to, is like if they're not working on something they're passionate about they don't necessarily have good work ethic like it's not like every all these youtubers are also working really really hard throughout high school you know it's yeah. kind of like a lot of us i think were kind of you know not working hard until we found something we were passionate about and then kicked into gear do you exactly. ever think yeah. like that's a bit scary to think about what happened if you hadn't found that passion thing? Because I notice the same All thing. All the time. I think with you guys, like I see it in literally every one of you. I totally agree. It's like you are all very single-minded on the thing that you're passionate about. It's like you will go to no end to be the best or be the best version yeah. of what you can make it. But what do you reckon? Like, what if you hadn't? found it like or for, mm -hmm. for people that feel like they haven't found their passion like is there something you feel like you did to find it like Elliot you can add in as well I guess but yeah how do you develop what that is yeah so for me it was it was pretty simple like I knew I loved video games so I knew I want to do something with video games and then you know I could become a youtuber a professional video game player or uh, a game designer my sister has the same passion and she became a game designer right um, I'm also a game designer now, which is like me chasing down my passion even more. And what, when I became this YouTuber, I realized I have another passion, right? So you might stumble upon one passion and then realize that might not be the ultimate passion, right? Mm. That might not be the ultimate thing you want to do in life, right? Like I love being an entrepreneur and, and like running a company and managing people uh, and, and building something up as much as I like uh, YouTube and as much as I like playing video games. Mm. What do you think, Elliot? Yeah, I, I think for me, it, it was weird. I, I think I it was like two stage. I think it was, I developed a passion for like getting good grades in year 12 towards the end of school. But I think that to really, but, but then as soon as I actually got into the more like, you know, law part, like the post-school area, I lost that passion again because I realized I didn't enjoy it. But then when I, you know, kind of got into making videos, I got addicted to it again. I think what I've realized is I'm addicted to results, like fast incoming, like feedback result. And it was like in high school, you kind of got that when you do a test every couple of weeks and you get like an A or a B plus. And I kind of got addicted to that early on. And then it was like, once I was kind of just like doing law, 
you know, like you weren't getting tested as often. And also when you got a result, like there were like 3000 people in your course, it didn't matter as much. But then when it was YouTube and those results were coming back in quickly and it was like every single day, new sub growth, new view growth, new all of that, that's what I got addicted to. Mm -hmm. So, so I had that too. And then I realized that's the wrong way to look at things, right? So if you are addicted to results, you're prone to like uh, burnouts. So you're prone to um, uh, like, hey, what if you put in the same amount of effort, but the result you usually get doesn't come out of it, right? So mm -hmm. instead, I, I recently switched my mindset not to results, but to improvements, right? So I'm looking at a video and I go, okay, the video next week needs to be way better than this video. How can I do that? I need to improve this. I need to improve that. I need to improve this. And then ultimately, I don't care too much if my views go up or not, as long as I look at the final product and I can show it to my friends and be like, hey, I'm so proud of this video. We put in so much time and effort. What do you think? Versus, hey, I don't want to show you this video because I know it's bad and I know things can be improved. So yeah. I'm currently always looking for how can I improve? How can I become better? How can I turn my entire operations into something that's better? Right. What, probably, what are the weaknesses? Yeah, that's probably such an important mindset as well. I think when you've been doing it a long time, like that's been 10 years for you now. You're, you're right. Like those results that can come in so hard and fast at the start, you know, over the period of a 10 year career with anything, you're going to have peaks and troughs and peaks again. And, you know, you've really reinvented your content, I think, over the last couple months even. So it's I think that feeling of improvement is actually a really good takeaway because that's something that you can benchmark against yourself every day. Yep. Okay, yep. but let's get it back on track because the 27th of August, 2012, was that the date? Yeah, yes, correct. That's, a, that's like a massive mindset switch to have though, where you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna do this every single day and have improvement every single day. Did you then stick to it? Was it, did you get a week Every in? day. Every day. I had my tonsils removed. I tonsilled surgery and I prepped videos. I recorded videos when I was on the drugs, you know, uh, from my tonsils. Uh, I, I, oh, okay. Tonsil drugs. Yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Come, on, come on. He lives in Amsterdam. No, you know, no. he's living his life. He lives in Amsterdam. Hey, we that are might recording have also this happened, guys. That might have also happened. We are recording um, this on 420 as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had to make videos when I was hungover, when I was sick, when uh, uh, my dad passed away, uh, which probably was the worst idea ever. But it was to me, it was to me. It's not about, um, you know, missing a day isn't going to make it like my views drop or anything. But to me, it's like if I miss a day, someone else is not going to miss that day and they're going to do better than me. Right. So it's like and. I want to be proud of future Jordy and I want to be proud of past Jordy, right? Because you're constantly criticizing yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you look back, like I'll look back a year and go, oh my, like I was so, I was so stupid back then, right? Which means that I've, I've developed my, uh, myself and I've, I've become better. And I want to look at future Jordy and make future Jordy proud of Jordy, who's on the podcast right now, who's saying, hey, I'm gonna work, I'm yeah. gonna go crazy, but at the same time, keep a healthy balance and keep a healthy life and keep healthy like friendships uh, and everything like that. 
Yeah. So when you started going every day and you had that conversation with your mum where you were th- three months three months in or whatever and you were making minimum wage, how what was the trajectory like for you from there? Did it take off yeah. quickly when you had that commitment or was there a long period where you were like just grinding and not feeling those quick, quick results? Yeah. So it was, so I was grinding even before, like I was grinding for about a year and a half before like money started coming in. Uh, and this was just like, the video got like a thousand views, 2000 views. I was making like a hundred yeah. bucks a month, but then this network I signed with was taking like 40%, which was social blade yeah, by the way. Dude. Fun fact guys, it was social blade. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, I, I managed to get out of it because I signed it when I was a minor and that's like not allowed. And they were like, okay, well, sorry, we'll drop it. Um, so it was a lot of grinding. And then for me, it went from like me doing uh, like a hundred bucks to me making a few hundred bucks to me having like a big month, like it, it you know, like a thousand dollars. And when you're like 18, a thousand dollars is like an insane amount of money every month. Um, yeah. and then, and then it just doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled and, and the views kept on coming in. Um, and I think, I think How by the time I was at like, that point? Oh, I was, I loved it. My 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 happiest moment was when I had like a hundred thousand subscribers, and I was like, "I'm actually doing this." And like I, I had the gold, like the silver silver play button in my hands, and I was like, "This is actually happening." Um, and and to me, it's it was hard work, but also constantly looking for improvements. Right? Like if anyone asks me, "How did you do it?" Hard work. Like if you don't work hard enough, someone else is gonna work harder than you and take your spot. Right? And, and study yeah. everything, learn, read, watch podcasts. Like if you're watching this podcast, you're on the right track. Watch another one. Watch five more episodes. Watch every no, episode. Only, only this one. <laughs> only the, Just watch all the episodes of this one. No yeah. others. And then go to the next podcast and read some books. I got some books here I'm reading right now, right? Because even me in the position that I'm in, I don't want to be complacent. I don't, or, or sorry, I don't want to be like become lazy. I don't want to feel like my ego is too big that I'm like, oh, I'm a YouTuber with 12 and a half million subscribers, guys. I just go and boop, upload it. And oh, there you go. A million views, right? Like once I start doing that, my it's just going to be downhill from there, right? But there's always time to say, okay, I've done that. Now let's go and grind again. Let's get back onto track. Let's start improving again. Look at every aspect of whatever you're working on and say, how can this be better? How can we improve this? Every aspect, right? And it's kind of the Tesla mentality where they grab a car and say, we need the, we need the windshield wipers to be the best windshield wipers in the world. We need the tires to be the best tires in the world. We need the chairs to be the best chairs in the world. And then you put all of these things together and you get this futuristic super car that everybody loves and people will will promote it and people will sell it to you even though they don't even get paid for it and and that's that's the mindset that's what yeah. you want to have the growth mindset yeah yeah i think i think it's weird for me with youtube at the moment where i i go through i go through those phases like what you were saying where you like kick yourself where like i've had like moments where i'm like oh yeah like I am absolutely like nonstop, 24 seven grinding, living YouTube day in, day out, thumbnails, titles, video ideas, recordings, like nonstop. 
And then I also go through phases where I'm like, I, I just get lazy and complacent. And then I have to like kick myself yep. and like go back into overdrive again. So and, uh, I've been there too. Yeah. And I do it too all the time. And now I've realized what if me going into overdrive and just boosting my numbers for the next two months while I'm in overdrive, then being exhausted and wanting to go on holidays. Like, why is that? Uh, why is that the only way to do it? There might be a completely different approach where you, for example, say, hey, I'm going to build an entire team around what I do. I'm going to teach these guys how to do what I do, and I'm going to get them to do the idea grinding. But now, Elliot, it's not you recording, editing, making thumbnails and, and coming up with ideas. Now it's one person whose entire job is simply to come up with the best ideas possible and implement these into your company, right? Because then he can keep that up. He can keep that up 40 hours a week. He or she can keep it up 40 hours a week while you focus on other things, right? So now you're still grinding, but you're grinding a com in a completely different way, which might be a little bit healthier for you. Yeah, no, 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 I, I think that that's definitely, and I, I guess we're gonna get into that in a bit, but like the, um the the automation mm -hmm. of kind of like the the cycle of youtube is something i think you've you've definitely got more yeah. down pat the most like i'm i'm getting there yeah but i think yeah, yeah jordy jordy i think Never does it better than anyone i know but i want to take yeah. it back a second let's we're definitely going to get into that because i think that's something mm -hmm. that's like completely unique to you and i remember like when we first met and started having conversations yeah i was like whoa this guy's really got a big mindset with nah. it but I'm just good at talking stuff. It's not true. But I guess taking it back to those days when you're grinding, you're starting to feel that mm -hmm. come up quickly. Did you have a support network around you? Like, were you talking to other creators at the time? Were you going yeah. to conventions? Was that like a driving factor for you? Did you have mm -hmm. other YouTube friends? Yeah. So I pretty much surrounded myself with people that were doing the same. Right. So you know, I met Jilly, I met Sloga Man, I met a bunch of other people. Uh, just, I got myself into like, hey, I'm a YouTuber. I want to know more YouTubers. I want to get to know all the YouTubers. Mm. I want my friends to be YouTubers or people that are doing similar stuff. And, um, you know, like I had to abandon a bunch of my old friends, but, you know, you you become who you hang out with, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that was also a huge factor because if I was slacking one day, they would call me out. They're like, hey, man, I see you've been playing League of Legends for six hours today. What what are you doing? Right. Your so, YouTube friends would call you out on that. Yeah. You know, and then I'd be like, yeah, they're right. I should probably call them out too next time I see them doing something stupid. It's crazy how so many of the lessons that people bring up are echoed in different ways like across all of these interviews, like what you just said there, where you're like, you're a product of the people that you surround yourself yeah. with. That is so true. But it's yeah. interesting how like Elliot said the same thing as well. And like Fresh, I think said the same thing as well when he was like, as soon as I started surrounding myself with people that were, that were doing the same thing and in the same mindset, it just builds and builds. Things become just so obvious. Like you're like, how did I not see this two years ago? You know, like, it, Elliot knows how to make a good YouTube video and it's the most obvious thing in the world to say hey yeah I know how to make a decently mediocre video and I can coach someone right next to me how to do it but if you're not 
surrounded by people with the same mindset, it's like, okay, well, how do you build a car? I have no idea. Yeah. Right? But also, I think the big, a big thing is it becomes much easier and you're much happier like grinding and working as hard as you need to on YouTube when you're surrounded by other people who are doing it. Like, I think if I was surrounded by people who were like, oh, like we're going out, we're having a great time on a Friday night and we're all like going out and partying and like, I, like I, it would make it like a little bit harder to grind because I'm more thinking about like what I'm missing out on. Whereas like, even though I don't necessarily want to go do that because doing that all the time isn't so much my thing. But if I've got, you know, a big group around me who's like, oh dude, like my views today, my real times are popping right now. Like I hit 4 million in the last 48 hours. Like I'm feeling really good. You'd be like, oh bro, like same here. I just hit like 3.5. Like it's looking sick right now. What did that That's view? That's it? Oh, I had to... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Elliot, come on, man. You can do better. Oh, you oh, can sorry. do way I was... better. I was talking about me in, in 2015. Are you not doing 10 uh, million every, every 48 oh, hours? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's wish, me these I days. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, when you've got everyone, like, gassing each other up and really, like, feeding in on stuff. Like, I remember yeah. me, Lockie, and Lannan used to sit in discords for, like, two, three hours a night just, like, putting in titles and thumbnails and just being like, oh, but what if you add an asterisk to that word? Yeah. And then it's like, and it's like, oh, my God. This changes everything. And so like, what, you know, what happened to that? What happened to that? Why don't you do it anymore? It it became too much of a formula on Fortnite. Like I, I think on Fortnite in particular, I, I think it's is changing now. Like I think the the formula is changing now because it it ironically it became so formulaic that if you did the formula, it blended in with everything else, and your videos didn't stand out anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think early on for the first year, year and a half of Fortnite, everyone was like, okay, what works? There's clearly like insane potential for viral yeah. content in this game, but how do we find it? And everyone was kind of going back and forward and figuring that out. But I think that it, everyone eventually realized, okay, this is what works. These are the best practices for a thumbnail. And every now and again, you'd have like a video go mega viral and people would be like, like the random challenge like we go random skin mm -hmm. challenge random back bling challenge and everyone's kind of like you know what we don't really get it but it, it works make, let's make let's make 10 of them you know yeah, like yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. but um you know i think early on there was there were more ideas as well and that's the thing it was more exciting talking about what ideas people were doing and what thumbnails and what titles because like you'd be surprised and be like oh i'm doing a challenge where i literally like can't touch the ground and you'd be like back then you'd be like what that's crazy mm -hmm. i never thought of that that's genius and these days i'm like oh yeah i've done like three episodes of that dude like you yeah, know yeah. like, <laughs> I, I'm, like I've cycled that one through yeah exactly yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, floor yeah. is lava episode seven yeah cool yeah like yeah, you know yeah. it's so rarely there, there are honestly like i'll say it there are no original ideas left in fortnite and I think that's that's not even necessarily incorrect. At bad all mindset. To say. Bad mindset. Exactly. It is a bad mindset. You're think not outside wrong. Outside of the box. But also, that game has been railed for the past it has. three years it by has. every yes. content creator on the platform. I like, Me if there included. Was, yeah. 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 <laughs> everyone included. If there was ever yeah. a game that was picked dry, it's a game as linear as Fortnite that has had that many creators going through it for two years. So I feel like, but I feel like back then when you were in that stage, that must have actually been around the time you guys met. What, when, when did you guys actually meet? Yeah. So 
Okay, so you s- just skipped a, l- a pretty big chunk of my life. Do you want me to oh, run shit. you through? Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so, oh, I don't actually uh, care. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, I ended up moving out because my mom got crazy because I was recording videos all the time. I was yelling all the time, as I do in my videos, not in podcasts. Don't worry. Um, and she's like, you got to move out. So I ended up moving out, and I moved in with Jelly. Now, I met Jelly, and um, he was sharing the exact same mindset, the exact same drive. Uh, he was just uh, green and a little bit shorter than me. Uh, and I would also say a little bit less funny than me. <laughs> so, anyways, we became best friends, and um, we, we're, still, we're still really, really good friends. Um, and um, we ended up moving in together, and that's when things went really hard. Because it was constantly work, work, work. And I, I, I became obsessed. I became obsessed with work. My life became work, right? Like, wake up, work, go to bed. Wake up, work, go to bed, right? And it was like, I didn't leave the house. I didn't see people. Sometimes for weeks, I genuinely didn't leave the house. I would just order food all the time. Um, and uh, I hit a million subscribers there. And things were going great. And then uh, the biggest YouTuber on the platform goes, hey, do you want to join my YouTube network? I'll just take 10% of your revenue, which at the time was completely acceptable. Who was and, that? Yeah. Um, PewDiePie. Oh. PewDiePie goes, hey, uh, do you want to join my YouTube network? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, Revel Mode. He was signed with Disney and um, – you know, like we, 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 he ended up uh, flying me and Jelly out to Seattle and we got to meet meet him there. We got to hang out with him and it was insanely eye opening um, because at one point we're sitting at uh, at the dinner table. And keep in mind, this is small quibble cup and small jelly. And we're sitting there. How old were you? It's PewDiePie. I was 20, 21, 21. I was 21. And um it's PewDiePie, it's Markiplier, it's Jacksepticeye, it's Cinnamon Toast Ken, and they're sitting at the table, and um, I'm like grinding away. Two videos a day I did at, on the Quibble Cup channel. I did a vlog every day, too, on my second channel. I was doing everything. I was editing. I was making thumbnails. I was overworked because I had to get like a week ahead of schedule to be able to go to Seattle. And um, Felix goes, yeah, so Mark. How are your editors? And I'm like, what? <laughs> These guys have editors? And I'm like, son of a bitch. No, I thought he did it all himself. I and I was that. so mind blown by the fact that these guys had editors that I immediately went onto my computer to my Facebook and a friend of mine had just messaged me like a day before that saying, hey, are you looking for editors? And I'm like, yeah, you're hired. You're moving in like next week. Come over. Like when I get back from my trip, you're going to be my editor. And, um, and that was kind of the start of me starting to give away my time uh, or like giving away my, 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 the things I had to do so I could get time back. And that kind of became really addicting because at first I was working like, 100 hour weeks like it was insane and I, I was at the verge of having like a a, a burnout and then yeah. it was like oh i can be done at 9 p.m with you like, like can just what? stand up from your seat and you're like oh my god 
I have a life. What, what do I do? What do I do with my time? And then I started hiring more editors. And I was like, okay, that's the editing gone. Now, what else can I outsource? And it will result in a better product than what I could do on my own. Um, a better and product then, and less yeah. work. That Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's the weird thing. Exactly. That's like the, yep. Yep. like a lot of people I remember, do you remember like, I would say not even that long ago, even like three years ago, you would like, I would say most YouTubers would really try and keep it a secret if they had yes been. like i was in the like, car with yeah. ksi he was in amsterdam and he goes we're talking about youtube and um he goes yeah so i have an editor and i'm like cool like <laughs> so what and he's like yeah like i don't want anyone to know that i have an editor and i'm like, <laughs> like why it's a not just secret. share it yeah I, he's like yo let me tell you something man come, come close come close and uh, and i'm like i've like yo, you wearing editors. a wire bro you wearing a wire <laughs> yeah. yo let me pat you down man no and 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 i'm like just share it with the world like people You're like yeah care. dude like, i got two it. yeah <laughs> yeah no 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 but like 100 percent. i remember that used to be the most taboo thing but yeah because I, I think it was like either people would think you were lazy or that it just made your content feel less genuine but i, I think what like what like ultimately what it comes down to for most people isn't laziness i don't know many lazy youtubers it's it's really just that when you're already spending hours and hours and hours of a day making the actual content like recording it and then a couple of hours making a thumbnail like mm -hmm. if, if you're also trying to fit an edit into that editing mm -hmm. is not and upload easy, it man. after yeah and uploading yeah. it titles thumbnail like the, oh my god there's so much stuff people just don't realize but i think editing is a big one where people are just like oh yeah you just like you know like chop it up a little bit and right and, you know that's it maybe right? like add a zoom hit, it's like hit oh edit god, and then hit dude. render that's it yeah. that's all you do right yeah you, but like <laughs> it, yeah like if you're trying to do everything and you're a channel like us who's do, who does daily uploads it's like it you either have to do a subpar edit yeah. or you literally have to not sleep. Exactly. Yeah. It's not sustainable and it also doesn't allow you to grow. Like you think about all the things that you've been able to do in addition to your daily YouTube uploads now. You never could have done that probably if you didn't make the investment. No way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even able been able to have a social life or hit the gym. Um, a, you know, a great book I read, it's called The E-Myth. It's uh, They explain, well... You know, if if you are working in a, you know, if you're, you know, creating a product, why should you always be the one creating that product? You could just hire someone to create the product for you and then you figure out how to make the product better. Or you hire someone to figure out how to make the product better and then now you're in charge of hiring people to make the business run better or you just hire someone to do that and then it just infinitely skills up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think it's like this quote that I read once. It was like, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go as a team. 
And wow. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah, Very wise words, Grace. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to write them on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to it. You went on this trip. So what else happened? Because that's like a pretty major group of YouTubers yeah. to meet oh, at that stage. I got stage. drugged. That's one thing. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone, I was really hungry at a party. And then uh, someone gave me a cookie. And um, Is this I ate in Amsterdam? It. No, this is in Seattle. And oh, okay. I'm I like, say, even I know not to eat the cookies in Amsterdam. I'm like, I'm like what brownies. is this? Is there drugs in it? He's like, no, no, no. I got it from my friend. And I look at his friend and his friend's standing there like, and I'm like, oh, okay. So, by the way, I'm putting my thumbs up, like, with the creepiest face ever for anyone listening. Um, and I'm like, oh, so he means, like, it's good to eat. Little did I know that it, 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 they were edibles. And oh, I was on the toilet next to Jelly at the urinal. And I go, Jelly, I think I've been drugged, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, get me out of here before I embarrass myself in front of PewDiePie. <laughs> he, got, he got me out. He got me out. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that happened. But it was a lot of, you know, we did a collab. We, we talked a lot of business and it was very uh, inspiring and eye opening. And, uh, you know, obviously I was looking for for the secrets, like how did you get so big and this and that. And uh, all in all, what I learned was, you know, you just got to make fun videos. You got to enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, you, you got to improve and, and, you know, go with the flow. Don't just stick to Fortnite. Like, why would you only stick to Fortnite? Why would you only stick to one game? Like, you're an entertainer. Fortnite is is just a tool you're using to make great videos. Mm. You can use Minecraft to gr- create great videos. I could use nothing to create great videos, right? Like, yeah. I'm not locked to just, um, you know, making... Uh, making video game videos. I could start my own podcast, for example, too, because I know the mindset that goes into it. I know it's not going to be easy. It's, I know it's, I'm not going to launch something and it's going to go great right away, but I know that hard work, determination, and just consistent improving will eventually result in a better product. And if that product is profitable or not, that's the question. Mm. 100%. Were you like fanboying when you were meeting these creators because they're like the biggest oh, in the game like were you yeah freaking out like because you were fans of these guys right or you watched their content yeah of course i was like at first i was pretty starstruck but gotta keep it cool you know <laughs> and then uh and then from there then on it was like yeah i already met like the biggest guy so anyone else i ran into it was like yo what's up bro you know i'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah i've already been at the top like there's no one else i'll ever meet ever again who's that gonna make like, me nervous <laughs> that is my sentiment for every youtuber event i went to like before like i you know reached like a million you know i was like i remember going to gamescom and there was uh there was like c nanas there it was like at the ea event but yeah i remember i was at like gamescom and like c nanas was backstage and i was like and he was playing like a golf app on his phone and i like joined in because it was like a group of three or four of us playing and i was like as i as i left i was like i just played phone golf with c nanas my god and then i remember like and I'd see like a few people talking and I'd like casually join the conversation. I'd be like, I just joined a conversation where Jericho was talking. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, but which, but like at the time, like I, I'd watched them for like three or four years. 
and I was it was just like surreal because I think for people like me who are that into not only gaming but the YouTube space it was like that was literally uh like the like the rock star equivalent like that was someone who represented not only someone who you like saw in an entertainment sense yeah but also someone who was like aspirational in a career sense you know yep. like that yep, was yep. like the the double tick mm-hmm. how, how where were you at elliot when you met geordie for the first time yeah we're, we're pretty much there now in the in the origin story it but was elliot like do you remember e3 2016 I yeah say. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 2016 yeah but I okay. I, I don't remember like where we first met during that event. I I remember the monster because oh, you were drunk party. the whole time. <laughs> no, I remember where it was. It was uh, at the YouTube uh, roof rooftop party, and um, we were standing. We were standing at the bar. I got a great memory, guys. Just so you know, uh, we were standing no, at I'm the bar memorable. in between in between the tree and the pool on the rooftop, and crap, I, and memory. we started talking. We started talking, and I remember the conversation we had, and we were talking about your Overwatch videos, and uh, you know how I how I played a bunch of Overwatch, and how you're an Overwatch content creator, and I'm like, I love, I've watched a bunch of your videos, um, big fan, big fan, and then and then we got talking there, and I think we we met each other a few more times. I also still remember where I met Grace. Uh, <laughs> okay, also okay. A funny story. <laughs> We're not. Oh, we it was. E, it was EA again. I mean, it was E three again, and it was at the yeah. phase party. Yeah, that's probably yeah. enough and, details uh, on that one. <laughs> and then, and then it was Elliot was there too, and then we all jumped into a car together. Yeah, so, yeah. And we then Grace, jump Grace into was a car together. Grace was. She wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, we met, and it was like. I met you. <laughs> we met each other. It we was so funny. So Elliot, yeah. you you put me in a cab home with Jordy and Azzy at the time, and um and you were like, Jordy and Azzy will make sure you get home safe. I was like, okay. It was like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We'd all been so at the face party. You guys got the same hotel. Just clarifying. I didn't. Yeah. Just oh like, yeah. 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 No. Just shuck her in a random cab and be like, Jordy, get this shit home. I don't know where she is. <laughs> no. But no. It out. No. We were. We we'd had a. It was, it was E3, guys. Like, it's it's it, it's it a was, week. I think Grace's first E3, which uh, you <laughs> oh. your, your first E3, <laughs> well, your first E3 you is always happens. a messy one. What happens at E3 stays at E3. What happens guys. at E3 exactly. stays at E3. And then I met Jordy probably a year and a half later, um, sober this time. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, we've met. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure we met. And then we broke it down. It was like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too funny. So Too I, funny. I, have another, I have another fun story, um, which is also kind of a, a, a like a what you were saying, Elliot, where um, you met someone and was like, oh, the Holy Spirit, like you're the, my favorite yeah. YouTuber ever. So, so I had that too with Syndicate. I walked into a party and then he came over and it was like, Hey, Quibble Cup, nice to see you. And I was like, that's amazing. But I've also had it the other way around where I was someone's, uh, you know, favorite YouTuber. And, um, it happened. It was about, this was about also around 2016 E3. Uh, so around the time we met, I, I, I had these calls with these YouTubers and I've calls with YouTubers all the time just to talk and just to learn. And, uh, um, you, you know, never called me book club. Let's talk more. Let's do it. And, um, 
I'll get you. I'll get you into book club. Um, so oh. I have a book club with a bunch of YouTubers. So so. I'm, I'm That's the most to wholesome thing I've ever heard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking. I'm talking to a bunch of YouTubers, and uh, one of my friends goes, "Hey, do you mind if I add this guy to the call? He's at like a hundred thousand subscribers." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." And he adds this guy, and it's this dude, and he's count. He's like, he did like counting videos at the time, and I'm like, "That's so strange." Like he just sits there and counts. No and way. he goes, he goes, man, Quibble Cup, like, I used to watch your videos, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like a little fanboy. But I'm like, I'm always nice and respectful. Later on, he told me that I was like one of his favorite YouTubers. And he, he or he watched me a bunch. And uh, he goes, mark my words, by next year, I'm going to, I'm going to hit 10 million subscribers. And I'm like, buddy, you're at 100K. That's impossible. Nobody's ever done that before. That's There's no way that's ever going to happen. And his name was Mr. Beast. Guess who it was? Exactly. Wait. Was it actually? It was actually Jimmy. Oh, that's yeah, Mr. Beast. wild. So, oh, my God. So, I, so I, I, I was the one who told him he wasn't going to be able to do it. And then he completely proved me wrong, which means that and that really taught me a very wise lesson lesson that you know at that time my ego was probably at the, at the at its peak and i realized that you know even me as as someone who's been doing it full time for years can be completely wrong about something right mm. and that has kept me in check for for quite a while to make sure like hey you know if someone tells me they're going to become the next PewDiePie, like I'm not going to say that's like impossible. I'll, I'll I'll be honest and be like, there's a small chance that's going to work, but that 1% is still there. And I'm like, if he can do it, so can I, right? I was going to so, say like, to yeah. be fair, the only channel that you would have been wrong about when someone said, I'm going to go from 100K to 10 million this year is Mr. Beast. So that was yeah. like the, of all the channels, that's the only one you were going to be wrong on. And it turns out you were. That's crazy though, because you guys are great friends now. Yeah, you went. We and got book club him. together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We so, actually. I really, do. <laughs> I really want to. I, I'm. We I want to get him on the podcast next, and he's. And we're gonna be like. So, what really drove you to succeed? He's gonna be like this little fucking guy from Amsterdam. So <laughs> he couldn't get to ten million, and you know what? I decided to do it just. No, to spite he actually him. tells me he's like. You know, and it was so stupid when I was like, I'm going to be the next PewDiePie. And you said, like, that's not possible. You can't do it. He's like, that really pushed me to to actually get get there. Right. So now it's the roles are reversed. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm going to be to 100 million subscribers. I'm going to pass you. I'm going to get a billion views a month. And you're going to just sit there and be like, no, you know, and he's like, that's impossible. I'm like 20 million subscribers ahead of you. And I'm like, he's saying the exact stuff that I was telling yeah. him three years ago or four years ago. Yeah, but now you change the story and you say, I always believed in him, but I knew it would drive him forward. So I told him he couldn't do it. That, that, <laughs> that, would, be, that, would, be, that would be very smart to say, but now I, I genuinely thought it was impossible. What do you think now? Do you reckon he's the next PewDiePie? I mean, no, that's going to be me, Grace. <laughs> I'm going to pass him. Yeah. Like he can try, but at the rate that I'm improving right now, 
by the time we we, we, we see each other again, like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on a whole nother level. So no, I think it could do it. I think it could do it. Like we share a lot of uh, knowledge, uh, and whenever I f I f find something out, whenever he finds something out, first person I I I shared with is him. Mm. So for example, ways on how he like he's gaining like two million subscribers a month right now might have contributed a little bit. Um, you know, it's also a reason that I'm gaining like hundreds of thousands of subscribers extra uh, every month. Like there, there are these yeah, things. What's, what's, what's yeah. the source, bro? Hey, I can't I'm so tell close you. Can't to tell 10. I'm so um, close to 10. Just give me a so, little bit. Give me a little so bit. So anyways, anyways. Uh, so, it, and, and it's very important too, because he has a research team and I have my research team. And it's much better to just work together and share stuff together yeah. and learn from each other. I yeah. think that's something I definitely notice about you is that you are obviously very driven and want to succeed yourself, but you don't see success as a zero sum game. Like you don't see it that your success has to come at the expense of anyone else's. And I think you're very generous with what you learn and you are constantly curious on other people as well. Mm -hmm. Like, even though, you know, we don't necessarily work in exactly the same field, you always ask heaps of questions and want to learn and know more whether or not you can apply that or take yeah. like something that you can, you know, like just a little nugget. Yeah, I'm starting something. a talent agency, actually. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I, yeah. I Thanks, look guys. forward to you being really generous with this 2 million sub a month trick at the end of this Hey, podcast. maybe maybe we'll talk at book club. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so something else I want to talk about or I just want to ask, and you can talk about if you're comfortable or not. We can cut it out if you're not comfortable. But I'm interested on the drinking thing for you because when you, it just prompted me. I wasn't thinking about it until you mentioned, obviously, meeting Elliot that night. Like, for people at home, you don't drink at all now. What? So I actually recently started drinking casually again. Oh. Which is pretty funny. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll share my mindset behind it. Yeah. It's, you know, at... at to me, like drinking isn't necessarily, uh, you know, it's 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 not necessary. You don't have to go out and drink. You don't have to go out and get wasted. You don't have to go out and get, you know, uh, to have a fun time. And at one point, I was going to all these parties, E3 and this and that. And you're there for like six days. And every day there's like three parties and alcohol is free. So I said, well, I embarrassed myself a few times. Why don't I just stop drinking? How hard can it be? And I just switched it off and I just stopped drinking just like that. And 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 to me, it was also a thing of like self-control and, and, you know, um, being able to uh, set my mind to something and actually being able to, to do it. And then very recently, I said to myself, well, you know, what now? Like, do I... Uh, do I keep this up for the rest of my life or do I introduce it casually again? Um, and and I, I said, well, let's try it out again. And it, it actually went great. Um, but I really don't have an urge to do it at all. Yeah. So it's not like every time I go out, I need to have a drink or, uh, you know, every time a friend comes over, I need to have a drink. Like my go-to drink is water. Yeah. Uh, like I've, I've actually really cut out all pop like soda and stuff yeah so i think that's going to be my new thing with an occasional drink on the side when we were i've spent some time in amsterdam with geordie um 
and we would be going to some really, really nice restaurants, like great restaurants. And we'd get there and they'd be like champagne, wine. And Jordy would be like, do you have peach juice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. But the peach juice was great. Yeah, it was good. Good peach juice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever feel like peer pressured or any, do you, has peer pressure ever been a thing for you? Because I feel like, yeah. you know, drinking's not the be all and end all by any means, but you know, it's a common social practice. And I feel like it can be a situation where people can just be like, oh yeah, it's easier to just join in than not. Like, yeah. did you feel like that was something that people ever were like, why aren't you drinking or, you know? Yeah. Definitely. At the start, it was like, oh, why aren't you drinking? Come on, have a beer. Because my friends were like, yeah. why did you stop drinking? But then once I got past that, everybody was very supportive. And everybody was yeah. like, wow, good that you're not drinking. Um, but at the time, I was also going pretty crazy. And now with this whole coronavirus situation happening, I thought, well, you know what? It, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to, you know... <laughs> I have a, have a little drink and and also because I was very curious because there's a lot of alcohol I've never tried in my life um and I thought well why don't I just try it out a little bit see how things go um but it's just not really my thing like I yeah. I, I gave it another shot and then and now I'm like yeah I, you know like I'd rather just drink a 0.0 beer or you know, maybe if I go for a night out, I'll have like one cocktail and then that's it. Um, but when I say night out, what I really mean is like, you know, hang out at my place with my new roommate and jump into the jacuzzi. You know what I mean? While I FaceTime with six friends at the same time. Yeah. Right. Because that's my life right now. I think it's like noticing what keeps you productive yeah. and what doesn't. Like even Elliot, you, you've taken a couple breaks from drinking Oh, I was just going to say, and, and, and another thing why I thought, okay, well, um, I'm a workaholic and I, I work Monday to Sunday 99% of the time. So I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work Monday to Friday and then Friday Eve till Sunday or Sunday Eve, I can do whatever I want to do. And I've actively tried to, you know, I actively try to not be in my office, to not be at home, to go out and go for a walk I read a book. Um, and with that also comes just living your life, right? And I can I can drink a lot of alcohol on Friday, be hungover Saturday all day, S- Sunday still be hungover, and then Monday back to work as if nothing happened. And and I think it's better for my productivity and better for my um, uh, work to say, hey, let's let's have a crazy night every now and then. Uh, because that forces me not to work. That forces me to not be able to work. And then by the time it's Monday again, I'm ready to go. I'm motivated again. And um, I, I think it's it's important to remember, guys, that we're also humans, okay? And we should live your you should live your life no matter what. Because at the end of the day, you can be 80 years old, work your ass off. But if you've not you lived your life, then that's something you're going to regret too. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, Elliot, I feel like you have. Now let's become too. alcoholics, guys. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's not. <laughs> I'm not trying to push alcohol on everyone there. But yeah. But yeah, no, however I, you I want. Think, I think, however you want. I think take that it. was a that was a big realization. I think I had over the past like two years or three years. Basically, as soon as I got an editor, is that like I didn't want to get to like thirty and turn around and be like, oh my god, look at all this YouTube money I made. 
I didn't leave my room for the last 10 years, you know, and be like, holy, because like, it actually is, it is crazy how much you can not have a life when you're hardcore YouTube. You literally like, there's not having a life and then there's not having a life as a YouTuber. Like you can be like a really hardcore, hardworking lawyer or like, you know, Grace, like used to work at, uh, you know, really at PwC, which is obviously like an insanely intense work environment, but you're still working with people face to face you're still like occasionally going out for drinks after work when you're like hardcore youtube you're like hey i didn't leave my room for four months and like yeah, I and maybe that's not even a joke out. <laughs> literally yeah. not a joke i think i think if i had back when i was doing early early day youtube like the financial freedom to uber eats food i could easily have not left i think there have literally been like months where fresh didn't leave the house literally did not leave his house not once and it was like and it's it's just crazy and yeah so i think i think i yeah that's been a big realization for me recently it's like there's a lot of things that i would like put off and they're all and they're all little things right like it's so easy when you're like hardcore into the grind to make excuses for why you can't do anything like it mm -hmm. would be like a, a family dinner that's like an christmas yeah, Christmas, nah, gotta, like any... gotta grind. It's Christmas holiday. Dude, yeah, exactly. Everyone would go to like Christmas stuff for like two weeks. I'd be like, look, like I can maybe carve you out like two days. But like, that's like, that's like my peak. And the whole time I was there, I'd be like freaking out, like trying to like refresh, you know, feeds and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think that, yeah, it's a realization most people come to is that, you know, you, you can have both. You can still work hard on YouTube and hopefully automate it to a point where you can also have a life. That's for sure. Something like, I think Geordie that you can speak to better than anyone because you've been doing it for 10 years. And yeah. this is a question that I know Elliot and I, it's a topic Elliot and I talk about a bit, but I think you look at the people that are still on top and still killing it after a long period of time. And something that they constantly do is reinvent the wheel and iterate on what they're doing. Yeah. Like what you started doing 10 years ago is not at all what you're doing now. Even what you were doing a year or two ago, like your channel was dominantly reaction content. Now you're back to Minecraft. Like I'd love to hear your mindset because, you know, I think speaking to Elliot, iterating on the gaming content he was doing that was, was something that allowed him to constantly like take a new step, like going from TF2 mm -hmm. to Overwatch, Overwatch to Fortnite. Yeah. But for you, like you've not only switched games, you've switched whole content genres. Like how was that yeah. for you? Yeah, it was very uh, intense and, and it, it's not that, uh, as easy as you might think. And like a lot of, lot of brain power went into uh, figuring out if it's the, the right decision to make. I went from um, doing solo gaming videos to doing group gaming videos to doing reaction videos to now doing solo gaming videos again. And the main reason for it is because, uh, uh, you know, I, I was able to do all, all those different genres because my audience is there and my audience enjoys it, right? So whenever I make a video, I ask myself, will my audience enjoy watching this? And I tested it out with, group videos and I see, hey, my audience loves it. So now I'm recording videos with Jelly and Slogoman. Um, I did the same thing with reaction content. I tested it out and it did really well. And I was like, hey, my audience love this, loves this. So 
now I'm at a point where I've been at 100 million views a month for consistently for years, right? And I said, well, I'm done being at 100 million views. I'm going to take it to the next level, right? So I looked and I studied all these analytics and I said, okay, what is the what is my next best move? Well, I'm going to go to where I was when I was growing the most, right? Now I was doing GTA 5 mod videos and and some other gaming videos, but the core was in I was making videos that my audience loved watching, right? So I asked myself, what does my audience love the love the most? Gaming videos. So I'm going to go to gaming videos. I'm going to do what I was doing back then, the same style, the same genres, the same twists, and I'm going to work on that. I'm going to build on top of that, and I'm going to improve that and make it so good that in a year time, people will look at, look at my channel and go, there's no way he's doing what he's doing right now. Easier said than done, though. I mean, Elliot, for you, I remember those times when you switched games even. It was like a nervous point. Yeah, I think it's weird because I feel like the... Like, yeah, it's it's always nerve-wracking changing game. I feel like me specifically, uh, you know, I, I think that the games that you play, Geordie, are a bit more like... You know, they're, they're kind of like they're a lot more there for you than the game like obviously there's like me be still being a huge part of it but like relative to a game like gta for example or like the variety games you've done with with like overwatch it was like oh i'm an overwatch player you know like that is what you do you are an overwatch player if you're a tf2 player i am a tf2 player you know same with like even fortnite now so every single time i've had to change game i have my entire audience not only saying like oh, like, I don't like these videos as much as the old videos. They're like, you're a traitor. You betrayed the kind. We were a family and you've left us. And, 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 it was and, like and I had the same thing, right? And that's very normal. But the, the thing is, if you switch games, how, how many years have you made Fortnite videos for? Three? Sure. So you have three years of making Fortnite videos, three years of experience. If you now switch to a new game, you're back at zero. You're at the same playing field as anyone else who just started making videos on that game. And if it's a new game, you're tied with everyone, right? So why, why do you think you deserve more views, right? You don't. The video is probably bad. You know, it's probably not as good as as like a Fortnite video. You need to work. You need to study it. You need to improve. You need to grind all the way to the top again, just like you grinded with your Fortnite content. If you make a Minecraft video, Elliot, it's not going to be good because you've probably not made many Minecraft videos. So you My need Minecraft to... Minecraft videos were amazing. <laughs> well, where are they now? <sighs> Why bored. did you stop? I ran out of ideas. I ran out of ideas. <laughs> And there you go. You didn't make the cut. Damn. Fortnite got more views. <laughs> For now. But yeah. do you think that if you spend a year or two years or three years working on Minecraft videos, Fortnite would still get more views? I actually do. I, I, I think Fortnite's this weird juggernaut that's actually really, really hard to... It's weird. I, I, think, I think the interesting thing is... If you look at like, you know, channels like your channel or Jelly's channel, it it's 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 a weird thing to look at because if you look at like, you know, if you post a video tomorrow and I post a video tomorrow, 
my video will get more views. But because what the real downside of a game like Fortnite is it's very time dependent. Content that I post this week in a month from now is not relevant at all. The maps changed, the items have changed, everything's changed. People only care what's new. A video that you or Jelly or someone made of a custom GTA race map three, four years ago, you can watch today and you would have no idea that it was made three or four years so ago. So Elliot, you check the upload date. what's holding you back from doing the same? Because, and this is interesting. I love this. I feel like whole, this is a motivational We're not going to get talk. the giant debate on this right now. But because you're like back to that point we we're making before your content has always been more like general consumption like general entertainment so for you someone could watch one of your gta videos and they would probably also enjoy consuming say so a roblox video you're not However, answering my question why are you not doing it that is not true for a Fortnite viewer. So for no, me, no. But why I, are you not doing what I'm doing? If it's get off my allegedly back, Jordan, You're the guest on this fucking podcast. I'll kick you off right now. So Elliot, what I'm trying to say here is that the way that you're looking to this possible solution might not be the only solution, right? Why you could just start like a second channel and do it there and do whatever you want to do there and study that and work on that and improve that. Like nothing is holding you back mm. from starting the grind all over again with the expertise, with the knowledge, with the, with the f financial backing, like every your resources that you have right now, you could have like a popping channel in six months, in a year, whatever. If that is what it takes to push it to the next level, then you can do that. If you don't want to do that, then that's completely fine too. But all I'm saying is that there's always a way to get somewhere else. But how to get there might just not be as obvious as you think. Thanks, I think Dad. it's a <laughs> I think it's a good lesson though. Like I think to the takeaway for me is that it doesn't matter how big you are, it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have or how long you've been doing it. It's constantly keeping that curious mindset and constantly keeping that underdog mindset i think like you don't feel like you're on top you obviously know you're good and you have confidence in your abilities but you don't feel like you're comfortable with where you're at right now yeah. exactly i agree i think yeah. that that hunger that hunger is hunger so for growth hunger for growth 100 percent. yeah hunger for improving yeah. Nice. Not growth. You want to improve. I mean, like internal growth, though. Hunger for your internal, internal growth. growth. Sure. There right. you go. Yes. Yeah. Improve for growth. So I guess what's next for Jordy? Like, where do you see yourself in the next year, two years, five years? Where are yeah. your passions like taking you now? So um, where do I see myself in a year? I want to have a extremely well-functioning team on my YouTube channel. I want to be able to do one video a day and it constantly is improving and evolving by itself without me having to influence it too much. Um, I'm working on a video game which is coming out later this year, a skateboarding game. It's actually super cool. Um, and then I also have a Facebook management company which is currently just us managing YouTubers' Facebook pages uh, together with Mr. Beast and it's doing extremely well and we think we can really really take it to the next level uh through various different ways um 
And I, I think in a year time, all those those three companies that I'm running currently um, will have evolved. Either will have uh, evolved for the better or for the worse. But uh, I don't care too much as long as I can, you know, enjoy it, as long as I can improve, as long as I can learn from it. And as long as I can stay healthy uh, physically and mentally uh, while I do it. It's good. Beautiful. Good lessons. Thank you. All right. Well, I feel like that's a good place to leave it. Jordi, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat to everyone. I feel like there was just so many good lessons there. And um, I don't know, I feel like I've got a renewed sense of motivation for the week ahead. So thank that's you. That's great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Watch Time. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.